Hi everyone, my name is Vlad and I'm your host today for the 10th episode of our EBT podcast and uh, I'd like to say that this is a very special episode for me because this is the last episode of 2020 and what a year it has been. Uh, today I have a guest that you already know, his name is Joar Svensson and he's a sports psychology consultant. Hi Joar, how are you today? Hi Vlad, I'm fine today. Is it... Uh... Everything okay going on there in uh, Sweden? Yeah, it's fine by the most part. Actually, we don't, where I live, we don't really have that big of impact on Corona. I mean, the restaurants and everything close a bit earlier and some of the gyms have closed down and some of the sports as well. And there are no competitions, but otherwise it's pretty fine here, actually. Let's hope that uh, for our next podcast meeting, everything will come back to normal. Uh, soon. Yeah, I hope so. Today's topic is a very interesting one and I think it will help a lot of people. It's uh, about goal setting and uh, as you know, Joar has been our podcast before. We will skip the background and uh, his credentials, but if you want to find out more about him, you can also listen to our uh, previous episode. But for now, I will just start uh, the discussion and uh, begin with the first question, and that is, what is goal setting, actually? Yeah, that's a good question. I think goal setting is just your purpose, maybe, or something that you want to do. It's, it's you choosing a path that you want to follow on. So just setting a goal, really, and the art of setting goals correctly. So you can set a goal uh, not correctly? Yeah, I think it's it's the same with everything, you know. It's the same with training programming. You could have a training program that's bad and you could have a training program that's good. And the same applies to goal setting. You could have a goal that's bad and you could have a goal that's good. And uh, what does it make? What does uh, what, what, is, what is the thing that makes a goal good or bad? I think it's um, it's kind of hard to uh, define. I think what makes a goal bad is when it's very unspecific. And by that, I mean, I can take an example, like I want to increase my strength. That might sound like a good goal, but if you think about it, what does that really mean? Does it mean increase your strength by by one kilo and what lift are we talking about? How many reps are we doing? What weight, what range of motion? When you start thinking about it, it's very unspecific. Like if the goal is I want to increase my weight, if you lift a half a kilo more, have you accomplished your goal then? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I totally understand the the concept. So basically, uh, what you're implying is that we should set very specific goals. Yeah, as specific as you can. And it doesn't have to be overly specific. So you don't have to set, I want to bench press 100 kilos and I want it to take 0.5 seconds with X velocity or something. It could just be, I want to bench press 100 kilos. That's a pretty specific goal. And it's easy to know when you succeed and when you have failed. If you bench 100 kilos, you have benched it. If you don't, you don't. And is it important to set a, a timeline or a deadline for a goal? 
Yeah, I think so. And that's a thing that separates good goals from bad goals. If you have a timeline, it's going to make you try a lot harder because the time is approaching, you know. And if you don't, there's a risk that you just keep on trying with the goal and keep on trying for a very long time. And it can lead to you just, you know, beating your head against the wall for two years without making a difference. It's better having a short goal. Mm -hmm. And then if you fail, you fail. And then you have to think about, okay, why did I fail? And if you succeed, you succeed and set a new one. So, yeah, I definitely think it's good having a timeline. And uh, what what is the main reason behind setting a goal? Like, why can people just go there and, I don't know, have fun and enjoy I think there are many reasons why goal setting is good. It increases your motivation since you have something, you have a set picture in mind or a place that you want to achieve or something that you want to achieve rather. It also increases your effort because you're actually striving towards something instead of just doing it purposelessly. And it also gives you a purpose. I used to take the example that if you go to the gym, let's say three times a week and you don't have a goal, maybe one day you've worked late and you're feeling tired and you don't want to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Okay, why should you go to the gym? It doesn't really matter. You have no goals. It doesn't really make a big impact on your health, skipping one time. But if you take the same example and you do have goals, now skipping a session means you're one step further away from achieving your goal. It actually makes a big difference now since you have a purpose and it also brings uh, we, uh, alongside the purpose a lot of uh, internal motivation i think yeah because you know where you're heading i think a lot of people in the gym make the mistake of not setting goals so they just go around year in year out just doing the same lifts the same weights maybe the same exercises if you have a goal it's easy to know if you're getting better or if you're not yeah and um, some mistakes also come from uh, the lack of good workout programs yeah yeah definitely and you can also find good evidence-based programs on our website yeah <laughs> okay done done with the marketing now uh, yeah <laughs> regarding the the goal setting i think a lot of people might just get this process a little bit wrong and I'd like to mm. ask you about the common mistakes that you you think uh, people encounter when they are setting goals. Yeah, we've already been over being too unspecific and the time as well, yeah. that you don't have a set time. So those are two of the big ones. I would say being too unspecific is probably the biggest one. Another thing that I think is important is making a realistic goal so a lot of people maybe take a goal that's two they, they think they are much better than they are and maybe overestimate their, their ability and set a super hard goal and that might be motivating for the first couple of weeks but then you know when time goes by you start realizing how far away you are from the goal so i would say be realistic as first and that's a thing that many people do wrong what about setting uh, multiple future goals? And, and let me give you an example just to make sure. Uh, you want to lose weight. This is the ultimate goal. For example, you want to lose 20 kilograms. 
and then mm. you realize that's a little bit unrealistic as a goal and then you say i want to lose five kilograms in one month mm. is it okay think... to set these kind of uh, timeline goals I think it's a very good thing to have both long-term goals and short-term goals. So if you have the long-term goals, lose 20 kilos, you can split it into sub-goals. Maybe five kilos in one month is unsustainable long-term, maybe not. But yeah, I think that's good. The only thing I want people to think about is the risk of having too many goals. Because you only have a certain amount of energy and time per day. And each goal will take away from that time and energy. So sometimes having too many goals at the same time means that you will achieve each goal slower than you would if you just have had like maybe three goals and then gone one, 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 that's done and then set new goals instead of having 10 that you're doing at the same time. And do you know the, the acronym called KISS? Yeah, I've heard of it before, but I can't remember what it stands for. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, yeah. keep it stupidly simple. Yeah, I think this applies yeah. also to goal setting. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And for people that are unexperienced with goals, it's much easier to start out small. Take a goal that you know you can succeed at and then make it harder from there. I think it's, I think it was, I can remember if it's UN or FN that had like, 200 climate goals mm -hmm. at the same time which is okay how are you going to achieve 200 things at the same time multitasking multi <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but they still have the same amount of resources i don't know about how they work but it seems like it would be better just pick a few make them and just complete them and then pick the other ones yeah and especially for people you know most people listening probably have work or they have studies maybe they have a girlfriend or another hobby and then you're going to have like 10 goals at the same time when are you going to have time to complete every goal that's uh that's true but uh, talking about time when the multiple goals when should you set goals i think that's a good question and a thing that you could do both wrong in one way and another way as well. I think some people never set goal. They just have maybe a vague picture in their mind of something that they want to achieve. So they don't feel like it's necessary to set goals, which is bad because then you don't really know if you're succeeding or failing. And then some people set maybe too many goals like we talked about and it diverts from completing, yeah, completing a goal. So I would say set goals when it's something that you want to improve in and something that you find important, but don't set too many. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's interesting. And that's a really good practical takeaway. I think lots of people get lost in multiple goals setting and multitasking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, how how would you say, how would you advise someone to think when they are setting goals like what do they sh what should they think about yeah first off i would like them to be specific as specific as they can be and then another thing that i think is very relevant is setting goals that are thought through i think you should know the reason why you're setting the goal 
some people just set a goal just because it sounds good but is it something that's going to be helpful for you is it something that's going to further your career or further your progress or is it just something for fun i mean if it's something for fun that's fine but i think people should know it because it's easy to maybe you you're playing ping pong and you want to increase your leg strength for some reason. Maybe squatting 100 kilos is fine, but setting a goal to squat 200 kilos is probably not going to carry over to your ping pong performance. So really thinking about, okay, is this going to do what I'm expecting it to do? And if the answer is no, you probably shouldn't set that goal, I think. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, uh, that now that we we have gone a little bit into setting goals, I think that there's a guide that's uh, been around for a while, and that's also an acronym that might mm. be used to guide you with your goal setting. Uh, the acronym stands for SMART, and uh, it means specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound. I mean, yeah. time limited. What, what do you think about this SMART acronym and its implications in goal setting? Yeah, I think it's a good place to start. I know when we first learned it, it was in Swedish, of course, but it was something like specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound. And I started thinking about the acronym, and I think a lot of it can just be replaced by other words. So the thing that I used to use is STRT, specific, thought through, and then realistic and time bound. So I think the time bound is very important, specific as well. And if you think about it, thought through is going to be a goal that is challenging. It's going to be something that's important for you. It's going to be a goal that you can measure as well, which is very important. Yeah, so you can. And so it feel, covers a lot of bases. So you can feel the the making of uh, the the progress making actually. Yeah, because I feel like smart doesn't have the thought through element and really thinking about why you're doing it. I guess if the R is relevant, it does. But uh, when I learned it, R was realistic, so then it hadn't. I think there's too many different smart, and I know there's smarts smart ass or smart as and yeah if you just google it there's going to be so many so i just like to use strt then you should also uh, implement it yeah and um, and have someone uh, patent it <laughs> yeah yeah maybe i don't know how much money i can make on strt but maybe there's some money to be made of patenting it and even if you don't get money your name will be on google so yeah, that's something. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. But... Yeah, and that that brings uh, another thing that we that I didn't mention that the importance of a goal to be measurable, because I don't know how many people do goals that are not measurable, but maybe some do. It's very important that you can measure the goal, and I think when I did start, I tried to think of a goal that's very specific but unmeasurable. And there actually are some. So one thing that's important to think about is like how you measure the goal. If it's a squat, maybe it's just a squat. And if it's a bench press, maybe it's a bench press. But if you're doing something 
weird like having a goal to increase your velocity in something do you have an accurate way to measure velocity if the answer is no then it's probably a pretty dumb goal since you can't measure if it's correct or not correct yeah so uh goal setting isn't actually that easy as my some people might say i think you can do it pretty easy but it's not going to be as specific if it's thought through the same with programming you could do an easy program but it's probably not going to be as good as a thought out program yeah but you know uh, if you if you set a very good and specific goal then it also means that you might reach it easier yeah so that that yeah. that was my my point in the, in the, my previous uh, words yes but yeah and definitely for the long long run like a good goal is going to give you more motivation it's going to increase your effort more and probably your performance more as well through you having more effort and it's probably you know that has a cumulative effect so one goal goes well the next one goes well and next one instead of you just struggling with one goal so yeah it definitely has a big impact mm -hmm. how uh, coaches tell in uh, sports that uh, each win brings another win yeah <laughs> so it's yeah, it's, it's available uh, here also yeah definitely i think so we we talked uh, about goals and multitasking but i really forgot to ask you something uh while we are there so i'm gonna address it now is uh is there like a number of goals that we should uh, aim for in the same time i think it's like we talked about with time and effort you have to think about Maybe if you have two goals that are very important, I think it's good to rank them so you know the importance of it if if it comes to you having to sacrifice certain goals. As long as this, it doesn't sacrifice the effort you put in one goal, I think it's pretty fine. And you can have different goals. You know, you could have maybe a couple of long-term goals and then a couple of sub-goals. And you could also have, maybe if you do do something just for fun you could just have a daily goal let's say you're maybe studying maybe you have a goal like okay i want to get done with this part today goals like that are fine i think but if you have too many long-term goals and too many short-term goals and there are on opposite side of the spectrum you know like maybe building bigger muscles but losing weight as well it's probably <laughs> counterproductive so think it through I guess I understand and keep it simple stupid yeah keep it well. keep it stupidly simple yeah uh, also <clears throat> uh, the problem about multitasking is that I think you you can't focus uh, how you want on each goal yeah that's definitely true and I think for our listeners that are into muscle building and gaining strength I think it's It's an easy thing, you know, when you're doing your own program, if you do thinking, okay, I want bigger biceps, I want bigger triceps, I want bigger legs and I want bigger pecs and I want bigger calves. And, and that's going to, yeah, that's good that you want everything to be bigger. But I think sometimes just focusing on maybe three body parts, trying to get them bigger is going to give you more them focusing on everything at the same time because then you can just focus on maybe arms and pecs and then you're going to 
focus on them while having everything else at maintenance. You're bringing them up. And then once you're done, you can bring everything else up instead of going really slowly on everything. Or maybe not anything at all in worst cases. Good advice. Also, uh, another stuff about uh, prioritizing because it, it's somehow related. Uh, yeah. If you want to have bigger calves, I don't know, for example, then you should prioritize the calves training during the legs day, let's say. So I think this also applies to, to goal setting, prioritize them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You have to know which goals are the more most important because there comes a point where I know for myself, I've had a couple of goals and my joints started hurting and then I had to sacrifice some of the goals because it wasn't sustainable for me to try them all at the same time. Yeah. And I think the same applies to a lot of people that they have goals and maybe maybe they don't have time to you know push it in the bench and then push it in the squat and then in the military press as well and then in something else so yeah but everyone's definitely should, very important everyone should uh, adapt yeah but uh, how uh, how can you prioritize this better like i know when i want to get stuff done and i have a lot of stuff to do I like to write down the most important parts of uh, the day or rather the task. Is it also uh, good to write down your goals? Yeah, I think it it sounds silly, but I actually think it's a very important thing, especially if you have a lot of goals. It's easy, you know, to set one goal one day and then set another goal. And then in the end, maybe you got 10, 20 goals. And if they're long term, like one, two years, it's so easy to forget them and lose track of what you're gunning for. So writing them down somewhere where you can see it, I think it's very helpful. And uh, if you write them down, should you maybe uh, put them on in plain sight? Yeah, yeah, it's very important that you can see them because otherwise it won't make a difference. And maybe, maybe some people have them on a Google Docs. You can have them on notes on your cell phone, or maybe have like a picture on your cell phone, like a background picture that's related to the goal. That could help as well. So, or maybe, yeah, or maybe uh, stick it on the door. Yeah, <laughs> classic, classic <laughs> bodybuilding goals. <laughs> Yeah, having a poster of Arnold on your wall or something could be helpful, maybe. Yeah, feel the heat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know, uh, do you watch the Mr. Olympia competition? Not like regularly. I watch recaps and I've watched, I haven't watched them live really, but I watched them years afterwards. So mm -hmm. I think I've seen, I don't know how many I've seen, but I've seen all the way back to 1970. Uh, well, my, my question is uh, more, more of 2020, like, uh, who do you think it will win uh, the Mr. O this year? I'm not that up to date, I, so I can't really give a good answer. But I thought that Big Ramy had a good chance, but it seems like he's fallen too much off track. And it, I feel like if, if he would have won, he probably would have by now. So Phil Heath is probably a safe bet, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also what uh, what uh, Alan Aragon uh, said. Yeah, Phil. he's already won so many times, so it seems like a he needs safe bet. he needs one more, and he will be right next to Ronnie. So he he's at seven now. Yeah, 
Yeah, and Lee Haney as well. I think Lee Haney got eight as well. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah, so maybe just two more then, and then he, he has the record. Yeah, he has the time. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty young, right? How old is he? I don't remember the age, but uh, he he's got the time. If he doesn't uh, suffer any injuries, he he's got it in in his pocket, if I may say. Yeah, yeah, probably. All right, uh, that was a short um, parenthesis to our yeah. initial talk, but I I hope our listeners won't mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting back on the goal setting, and my goal is to finish. Uh, the goal questions and no more parentheses. Yeah, um, I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we've talked about goal setting, the importance, how many goals should you have, but what about the the motivation? What if you lack motivation some days and maybe a reward would come in handy? What do you think? Yeah, that's, uh, that's an interesting thing. And actually... I think most people look at motivation in the wrong way, which is kind of a pet peeve of mine. I think a lot of people, they they don't understand what motivation means really, and they confuse it with excitement or being psyched or pumped for something. Motivation is you, is you wanting to do something or you seeing a purpose in something. It could be that you identify with some something like you identify as a person who lifts and goes to the gym it could be something you do that is fun it could something could be something that you do because you see a value in it so all of those different parts they don't require you to be pumped so i go to the gym i think five or six times a week mostly six times a week and i'm not pumped to go to the gym every day but I still got a lot of motivation. So excitement and motivations are two completely different parts, which I think is very important. And and especially in the long term, you're not going to be excited for every gym session if you're going to go to the gym regularly for many years. But your motivation could still be high because you see a purpose in it. If your motivation wasn't high, you wouldn't go to the gym because, yeah, you just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah and also uh if you go and i think again we we go back the most important part is that you see some differences since you started yeah so this also keeps you going back yeah i think we mentioned it last time we spoke with the self determination theory i think that goes under competence that you, you feel that you're successful in something so if you define successful as getting bigger or getting stronger, you getting bigger or getting stronger is definitely going to help your motivation and you you thinking it's more fun. Yeah, indeed. But I think it's a very, very important subject to touch upon because I've, I've heard so many people say, oh, motivation sucks, you should just have discipline or something. But if you think about it, why would you do something if you're not motivated? If you don't see a purpose in anything and you're you're not doing it because you're expecting different results and you don't think it's fun, why would you do it? It's not like you go to the gym just randomly every day. Everyone that goes to the gym regularly are motivated. Otherwise, they wouldn't go. They might not be excited, but they're motivated. So yeah, yeah, I I agree. 
I agree. Uh, I get the question when I have time. I do some Q and A's on on the Instagram page, and yeah. I uh, I got this question quite often. It was something about which workout is the best or which diet is the best one to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, I don't answer them on uh, on the public uh, story. I just text them back and uh, tell them the one that you can stick with and it makes you and it uh, and it is enjoyable. Yeah, it's so context dependent. It's so it's an impossible question to answer correctly. Precisely, and very important is that uh, you you can never make a, this type of recommendations online because maybe someone has I don't know high blood sugar or hypertension, and I don't know it's it's very complicated. But usually studies show that if you like I don't know doing. Uh, chest day twice a week and the other ones only one and mm. this makes you happy you will stick to the routine better than switching to i don't know upper lower workout it's awesome that you say that actually because that makes me think of a very important thing in goal setting another thing that people do wrong is having an all or nothing mindset you know maybe they have a mind they have a goal of losing maybe four kilos in a month and it goes well a couple of days and then during the weekend maybe they eat a little and they eat a little more and they wake up feeling that they've eaten too much and they say okay i'm i'm not going to pursue the goal anymore because i'm already so so much off track which is such a dumb mindset you know because if you just say okay i screwed up a bit but i could still probably do good progress you will gain so much more than having an all or nothing mindset like even if you have a goal it's okay if you skip a session it doesn't have to be the end of the world and you don't have to change your goal just try your best maybe you fail maybe you succeed and then just evaluate and go from there it's so so dumb and pointless having an all or nothing mindset like you said with the chest training like if you train chest two times and like it and the other parts one time that means you have three sessions a week which is better than having no sessions a week if you wouldn't enjoy it correct so think about the long term uh, what uh, did you just mention it's uh, it's very similar to the new year resolutions you know yeah with uh, new me new year new me i'm going to hit the gym and they go twice and then that's all yeah, and I think that's a thing that we talked about as well with keeping it realistic and overestimating your ability. If you're honest with yourself, how many times have you gone to the gym in, in this year? If the answer is maybe once a week or not even once a week, having a goal like I'm going to go to the gym three times a week is so unrealistic. Like, keep it simple. Do If you have only done one time a week, start out with one time a week for maybe a month and once you you've done that evaluate okay could i do more yeah i could probably add one more day and then you add one more day don't go like okay i'm going to go to the gym six times a week because that, <laughs> that's just going to last you know one week or one month and then you're going to quit it's the all or nothing mindset again you start out simple and then take it from there you have like lifting could be a lifestyle it could be something that you do your whole life what does it matter if you do six times a week for one month when you could do two times a week for 10 years? 
Yeah, well, it it also depends on your goal. Because if you plan, yeah, of course, if you plan on, uh, I don't know, uh, getting a summer body in two or three months, uh, you should aim for more sessions. But that's uh, that's not the discussion, and your point has been uh, made and understood. Yeah, but you could have summer body for next year and the year after as well. You have to think long term yeah. always. Create and preserve. Yeah. Definitely. Also applicable to the the goal setting. Yeah. So uh, what's the the deal? So in the end uh, of the goal setting and rewarding, is there an action plan that you should have while while thinking about a goal? And if there is, how can you create it? Yeah, I think having an action plan is so useful. And for those of you that don't know, an action plan, the goal is what you're going to do. And the action plan is pretty much how you're going to do it. Like in the military, they don't just have a battle and have no strategies or tactics how they're going to win their battle. They just <laughs> they don't just send their guys in and saying, okay, we're going to hope for the best. And I think it's the same with goal setting. You shouldn't have like, okay, I'm, I want to bench 120 kilos. I hope it goes well. <laughs> that's, that's so weird, you know? Just just hold your phone here and uh, have 911. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think it's good having an action plan and the way you create an action plan is a good thing to do first is identifying your barriers and your resources. So if we start out, what are your barriers? Maybe your barriers are you haven't gymmed a lot in the past, so it's going to be difficult to gym a lot. Maybe you're lazy as well, so you're not going to gym four times a week maybe you have a shoulder issue or maybe you have another issue so knowing your barriers will let you know what's going to keep you from achieving the goal and it lets you forecast and by knowing what's going to keep you from achieving your goal you can go around it also knowing your resources what what do you have going for you Okay, I'm pretty driven and motivated. I got pretty good technique. I'm pretty good with my diet. I got a lot of time and I got a lot of equipment and stuff like that. And then when you have your barriers and resources, you can pair your resources with your barriers. Maybe if you have a shoulder pain, but you have good equipment at the gym, maybe you could do a machine that hurts your shoulder less, or maybe you have access to a good physio that you could use for your shoulder. If you have time, maybe you could do a better warm-up routine or a stretch routine. Maybe you could see a doctor. So I think that's a good thing, thinking about when starting the action plan. Also, I think it's good to divide your goal into sub goals so if you want to bench 120 kilos and you're currently at 80 kilos then you could just split it okay first bench 90 then 100 or you could say bench 90 times 5 and then maybe 100 times 4 110 times 2 or 3 and then 120 times 1 cuz if it's a long term goal it can be so it can be so boring because <laughs> you don't feel like you're going anywhere. But if you have sub goals and date them as well, so you know when they're supposed to achieve, it's very easy to know if you're on track or not. Okay, I'm going to bench 90 by, let's say, 
end of December. Okay, then it, then I know I'm on track if I hit it. And if I don't, I know I'm not on track. So divide into sub goals and find your resources and barriers, I would say. So we, we take it back to our initial part of the talk when we said keep, kiss, keep it stupidly simple. Yeah. I think, yeah, and, yeah, 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 definitely. I think this resumes the the steps that you can use to set new goals. Like you had one goal, checked new one. Yeah. And I think it's good that you said that with KISS because it's, I think maybe some people overthink things and have a too intricate action plan. It doesn't have to be that intricate. It could just be, okay, I know I have a shoulder issue, so I'm not going to bench five times a week. I'm going to bench maybe one time a week, regular bench, and then the other times a machine, or I'm going to do eccentric or some other variation. You don't want like a three pages long action plan, probably. That's too much, mm -hmm. Interesting. at least in the beginning. Interesting, and uh, it's again a good uh, practical takeaway coming from you, and I really think yeah. uh, all our listeners will uh, will appreciate it. But what what happens when uh, you know when your goal is finished, when you fulfill your goal? Yeah, that's a very important part, and the answer to that is that you evaluate. We've already talked about it, but it's probably one of the most neglected parts of goal setting you know if someone has a goal and then they don't complete it or feel like they're too far off they usually just quit the goal but if you don't evaluate then afterwards you have no idea why you didn't have your goal and you don't have that information for next time so if you evaluate and think about okay how did my goal go it went well okay why did it go well because i did this and this what could i've done better i could have done this and this better did i like it etc etc then you have so much information that you can use for the next time which is going to make your goal setting more effective and the way of achieving the goal more effective and I, you can take the military example as well. It's not that like they have battles and then you say, oh, we won. Well, that's good. And then I hope we win the next one. <laughs> you know, they go over, okay, did our guns work well? Was our tactics good? Could we have saved more lives? What we, did we do bad? You know, you have to think about these things because they could really help you. There could be a thing like maybe you're, you have a tendency of overtraining and you never evaluate your goals. So you just go year in and year out over training without realizing it. But if you sat down, okay, why didn't I achieve my goal? Okay, I started out strong, but then I got weaker. Okay, why is that? Okay, maybe I overtrained. Okay, so next time I do the goal, maybe I shouldn't train that body part or that lift as much. Mm -hmm. You know, that could be a very important piece of information that's really keeping you from progressing that you that you could have found out if you evaluated. So besides setting the goal, which is the most important part, ending mm -hmm. and uh, achieving the goal and knowing what to do next is just as important as the first steps. Yeah, and evaluating, you could do it mid-goal as well if it's a long-term goal. Okay, how am I doing? 
I'm going well, but I maybe maybe you have an injury that's gotten worse. Okay, I didn't feel pain in my elbow at first, but now I'm feeling more pain. And if you think about it, maybe if you do some variation or try to adapt, like we talked about earlier as well, change maybe from going three times a week to two times a week or doing one eccentric, you could still make progress with your goal without increasing the risk of injury because if you just would have kept on like you did maybe you would have just injured yourself and that would have maybe had a negative impact yeah definitely and taking you further away from the goal so evaluating maybe it it all depends but at least once the goal is finished and maybe one time mid-goal you can decide for yourself but it and it doesn't have to be super intricate as well you just going okay is the goal going good yeah it's going pretty good that's better than nothing so start out simple there as well and yeah and i think the only uh, mention i have is to be completely honest with yourself when you evaluate yeah definitely and uh, this also applies to the um, goal setting part to be completely honest about what you want yeah and it's even if you're honest and maybe you're failing i wouldn't say that you should stop the goal you should still try to go for it if it's still maybe semi-realistic because if you fail maybe you could learn something anyways if you you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take and if you don't take the shot you will never know why you missed so correct yeah in the end of our discussion i would like to ask you if you've uh, heard about james clear and his book called atomic habits i think i've heard it mentioned one time by artin maybe but i haven't read it okay i i've read it and it's a very interesting uh, book about habit making and i think it also uh, represents a good uh, reference regarding goal setting because it also mentions the the stuff we talked about in our uh, talk today uh, about uh, simple steps and um, it it basically represents goal setting because forming a habit in my opinion is also a goal yeah and it could be a goal like just doing something one time a week or two time a week it's definitely a good goal yeah yeah so for all our listeners I truly recommend James uh, Clear, Atomic Habits. This is the would, author in the name. I would just say have one caveat to that. While habits are good, it's easy to rely too much on the habits maybe. And then maybe you go on vacation, you lose the rhythm and it's very hard getting back. So I think the key thing is having the motivation, knowing why you're doing something and really identifying why you're doing it and then the habits can come later but just relying on habits is pretty risky because if you lose rhythm you might just quit it all but if you have the motivation even if you lose rhythm you will get back yeah correct except the the healthy habits that you are trying to implement for example uh, i don't know eating one fruit a day or uh, eating less sugar per day yeah but you can still be motivated for doing that you could see like maybe eating a fruit a day will make me a healthy person and i i want to identify as a healthy person and feel like a healthy person and it's going to help my longevity so then you have the motivation there and then 
the habit will come from there probably yeah yeah of course i was referring more to the vacation or the holiday when maybe some of the habits that you've also mentioned uh maybe they they can't be respected but some of them regarding health and little little things uh, they can still be respected yeah and even if they can't maybe you can adapt like we talked about and if you maybe can't go on as many walks like you could earlier maybe you could still do something maybe you could still eat one fruit or go on a small walk so yeah. trying to adapt is very beneficial not having the all or nothing mindset precisely so to conclude our episode today if you want to set goals you should keep them simple always be honest with yourself about them and uh, also be honest with yourself when you evaluate them and uh, you can also evaluate them midterm or uh, in the end and yeah. uh, always keep it simple yeah i would just say use the strt specific thought through realistic and time bound make an action plan and then evaluate yeah that's that's pretty much it so uh, yeah use the strt and uh, if you tell every, anyone about strt please mention that is joar's idea yeah because maybe he will I... get it patented yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks very much joar for uh, joining me today in a very interesting discussion that i'm really certain our listeners will enjoy and uh, of course full of practical takeaways that they will uh, implement in their lives yeah hopefully and if there's any questions maybe we could do a Q&A or something on EBT and I could answer some of the questions if any of the areas were confusing yeah of course if we if you feel like you have some questions for Joar and you are um, i don't know maybe shy to to send him a message you can always text uh, me or uh, Artin Omar who's ever in a charge at that specific moment of the Instagram page and we will try to get more questions for Joar and uh, make him ask them and I hope next time when he comes he will have a STRT patented yeah and you could always uh, text me as well on Instagram or use my mail on my website you should also mention them again in case people need it Yeah my Instagram handle is j o a r underscore svensson s v e n s s o n and my website is ascensionofcl.com All right thanks again Joar for accepting my invitation and uh, I hope we will get enough questions so you can come back and uh, answer them Yeah, thank you for the podcast, Vlad. It was nice. I think it's a very useful thing to talk about and hopefully it will make a lot of the new year's resolutions longer lasting. Yeah, I also hope that and it's a uh, it's really important that we tackle the psychological issues, not actually issues, but the psychological parts in this uh, fitness niche. Yeah, the things that could be improved. I think psychology doesn't ha- always have to be about issues, just like training shouldn't be just about issues it could be things that you just want to make better and the same applies for psychology just because you don't have any problems doesn't mean that you don't have areas that could be improved upon yeah i totally agree 
this uh, brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, this is the last episode of the year. I will try to get more interesting guests for the next episodes, and I will try to always answer all your questions. And if you ever have any ideas, please don't hesitate to DM us. Have a great new year and uh, I wish you all the best.